Hello everyone. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from, to be fair. But yeah. it was a good voice box. It was actually, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why I said it. Just completely fluked it. Yeah. Can you do an American accent through a voice box? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hello so, everyone. Hello everyone. Episode ninety-eight. Is it? I think so. Rock and roll. It's nearly hundred anyway. So yeah, one hundred soon. Close to that. Just put. Just say that. Just say episode close to a hundred. Four hundred. <laughs> yeah. How you been, Rob? Saturday morning podcast. No beer today. No, no. Well, we could, but it's only half past ten in the morning. <coughs> yeah, that'd be a bit, bit, you know, bit too late. Be a bit legendary. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit too late to start. That is. Yeah, it Most is. Most of not yeah. bother now. Yeah, you could just carry on from last night. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. Yeah, I'm not having the weather. No, it's snowing know. already. It's not even Halloween. It's just decided to get like minus twelve out of the blue. Weather needs to fuck off. I love that summer. It was good, wasn't it? To be fair, it was amazing. But we were moaning, but everyone moans, don't they? We just everyone seems to moan about everything. Everyone goes like, when it's raining, oh, I just want some heat. And then when it's hot, they fucking hell, I want the rain. I just want the heat all the time, constantly, always. Don't want any stupid, pathetic cold weather. None mm. of that bollocks, please. Yeah, I had sleep paralysis the other night. Yeah, yeah, completely oh. paralysed. Again, it, ha- it happens to me probably, I reckon, ten to twelve times a year, and. uh it's quite... Have you ever had it? I don't think so. You've never had it? I don't think so. It's I just me then. It's horrible, mate. It's that one when you're um, sort of paralysed. Yeah, you, you... Well, to be honest, I thought I was dreaming. Mm. I was having a dream where I was um, talking to Elon Musk about artificial intelligence or something. Do. And then uh, I kind of woke up, but I couldn't move, and I thought I was still dreaming. And then after a couple of minutes... Well, it felt like a couple of minutes, because, you know... It's all fucking hickledy-pickledy, in it, when you, you don't know what's going on? I realised I just I couldn't fucking move. And then you start to, like, panic a little bit, and then you realise, oh, well, well, I do anyway. I'm like, oh, it's this thing again. I can't fight. And then you just fight, you fight it as hard as you can to try and move, and you just you just can't. It, sometimes it feels like I am moving, like I'm moving an arm or something like that, but yeah. you, you can't tell because you can't open your eyes or oh. anything. Yeah. And it makes you think, man, is that like if you, you see people who are in, like... um comas or what's it's not like coma like a vegetative state where they they have brain activity but they can't move is that what it's like for them all the time it might be that'd be awful especially if they know what's going on but they can't do anything about it yeah you know I mean they're just sitting there thinking about i don't know football or something but they can't get up and do anything or they need to piss and they need to be wheeled <sighs> to the bug and they're going fuck me gary i need a piss come you on you can't even do anything no mm. Aaron Shell, you're a random winner on social media for getting involved. So send us your address, mate, and we will send some garbage or something out to you. I like this randomness. I didn't even know that you were giving out random prizes now. We might as well, because people are sharing like our um, our stuff on Facebook and whatever. So it's you know, that's really helps us out and it's worth chucking you a couple of stickers or something. Yeah, man. So get involved, man. A lot of people though, when they share our stuff, they've got their privacy settings. Set so I can't see who you are. Okay, so you just you just see it being shared, but you can't see who buys. Yeah, something. yeah. Other than Kelly Bath, who it's always she's always sharing stuff. But yeah. if you if you share, then let us know so we can sharing you know, is caring. Stuff. That's a new song with Snoop Dogg and uh, and Ollie Fucking Mers <laughs> is sharing is caring. Like, hang on, hang on a sec, Snoop. What are you doing? Why why are you with Ollie Mers? Snoop, is it money, cash, money, cash, hoes? What? That's what he's after. We need to do a big hello to Johnny Dawson and his boyfriend as well because okay. they've been crying that we've not mentioned them in a while. Okay. So there you go. 
<laughs> and Luigi, she wants uh, she wants to know Ben that he's going to be missed next weekend. Which Ben's this? Ben Hayes at the Ghetto Golf. Oh right, okay. Because she reckoned she was going to have a fifty pound bet with him. Obviously, she's going to knock him all over the ballpark. Right. Take the money to the bank. Yeah. But Ben ain't there. So, so mate, does that does that mean he's got to give her the money now? Well, he doesn't know anything about it, unfortunately, until now. Oh right, okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like just going to give me fifty quid now because yeah. I said something a while back. Well, we could do that. We could have like a sweepstake to see who wins, but that might get a bit leering because there's a few people. <laughs> yeah, big robots for eyes fight off. Yeah, <laughs> golf clubs and balls. People teeing off into each other when they're not looking. <laughs> Twatting each other around the face <laughs> of clubs. So that's next weekend. Um, anyone can turn up. Obviously, you, you can you can join us for a drink or whatever. But uh, the golf is the golf that's been booked up. To get a golf is. Uh, Places are limited, so you can't come onto that, but you can join us. And we're going to meet at the Old Crown in Digba for about, I think it's about half past six we're going to get there. Um, can't miss it. It's built in 1368. The Old Crown? Yeah. The very fucking Old Crown, 1368. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just look for the oldest building in Birmingham yeah, and just yeah. head to that, and that's where we're going to be. We'll probably just chill there for a bit. Uh, maybe going to some someplace else, but that depends if people get there at half six or whatever. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've got our phones and shit, so you can ping us and we'll... We'll let you know of our movements and manoeuvres. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll head on to the, uh, the golf, smash a few holes. And uh, there's a cocktail bar there. There's and then do a bit of golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an adult-themed hole there. Is there? Yeah, it's probably called the Volvo or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll post some details of that next week. Send out a group email to everybody that is, uh, is coming. Um, but yeah, you can't turn up in sports, where, which is a bit ironic and bizarre, being as it's a... A sports ve- well, it's not really a sports venue, is it? Get a golf. Why? Is it, why? Why not? Because the they don't want chavs turning up. What's the fucking problem? Chavs, they fucking ruin everything. Yeah, so they are, they are wankers, aren't they, chavs? <laughs> Mind you, I dress chavy quite a lot because I can feel comfortable in it. Yeah, there is a, a level. Not, of I don't go. Nah, rascal. Yeah, yeah you, that. you don't go to town dressed up as a chav. No. Well, to be only, fair, on, only on Sunday nights. It's Halloween, isn't it? You can do it. You could dress up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if you could just say it's fancy dress night, turn up as a chav, and yeah. see if they let you in. Mm. So you can wear trainers. Everyone just go on their website, check jeans out. and a t-shirt, basically. Just fucking, or, just don't come dressed as a chap. Or nothing. You know what I mean? Just come in your pants. You it's not well, dressing as a chap, is it? <laughs> it's not. No, but I don't know whether they let you in. It might be a bit cold. Could try. Mm. Um, we've got to move through this podcast because we're we're going on the dude files at yes. one o'clock, I believe. Nice. Yeah, with uh, Alex and Andy. Do we have a fucking clue what we're talking about? I kind of do. Do you? Yeah, but I'm... Don't I, I don't have a clue, but I never do. You never do? You don't know what we're doing today, do no, you? No, I don't have a clue, so it's, you know, I just get thrown in the deep end, but I don't mind <laughs> that. <laughs> we're both it's in the deep fun. end, bumbling through. Yeah, it's all so, fun. So what we'll do is, once we've done that podcast um, with Alex and Andy, if they're kind enough, they could send us the file and we'll release it on Robots for Eyes in a couple of weeks after they've released it. So... Um, you lot can hear it as well. Yeah. And get involved with their shiznies. Um, but I'll put that on Facebook or whatever so you all know. Um, our details? Robots for eyes <laughs> at gmail.com. Or just, just type us in on Google. Just type in Robots for Eyes. Usual stuff. Everything will prop up. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, fuckface, whatever, whatever else we're on. Yeah. Whatever people add us on for some reason. Things that we don't even know of. I know, yeah, find them randomly during the week. You, oh, did you find well. one, found a new one, didn't you, yeah. that we were on, apparently, and didn't we've got loads of listeners on that or something. We didn't even know that it was a 
a page for it. So. Which is pretty good. That's yeah, the thing. Cool. If you contact us, let us know where you're listening from because yeah. we haven't got a clue where. Cause, yeah, because we've got sort of like four or five outlets that we know of. But like it seems More to be, that. yeah. But it seems to be though. There's there's lots of us, be, uh, lots of us, yeah, lots, lots of our uh, episodes been on other sites that we don't know about, which aren't linked to the sites that we know about. Which so is cool. Which is good because obviously it's spreading the word, but it'd also be good to know because obviously we know what's going on a bit more then as well. Yeah, man. So if you want some threads, get your robots merch. You get that at robotsforeyes.com slash T mill, and you can get any of your T E E mill. That's that the one. fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I leave a review on iTunes. A few people have been doing that recently. We're getting loads of people through Facebook dropping us mega reviews on that platform. But as that, obviously, we do appreciate that and we want more of it. Yeah, so yeah. fucking do more. Do both. But do it on iTunes as well because it helps the pod become more discoverable. People can see it and it shows traffic going towards it. And we know that we're doing something that's reasonably okay. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just, you know, <laughs> we're just sitting here going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't doing that no more. We know we ain't doing that no more. There's a lot of people now, which is fucking weird. Yeah. It's good though, isn't it? It is weird, isn't it, sitting here doing this? It's weird. It is weird. I mean, at night, because obviously people in America and Australia and whatnot listen to us. Um, I have to put my phone on silent now. I never used to have to do that. Yeah. And take the vibration off, because it just keeps going. Like, you get messages every sort of like, you know, or something props up on Facebook. Sort of every 15 minutes, you'll at least get something. Yeah. So cool. By the end it. of the day, you wake up and there's about 30 fucking messages or something. You're like, what? I love it, yeah. So like, if we take time to get back to to you, if you send us messages and whatever it is, it's not that we're like, being lazy. It's just it is from my point of view because my head explodes. <laughs> when I see 30 messages, I go into panic mode. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We just It just takes time to get through them. Yeah. That's all it is. So we will get back to you. And if, if we don't get, get back to you in like a couple of days, just um, call us cunts or whatever. Yeah, and then we'll get back to you. Probably say you we'll come back or something. And we definitely, <laughs> definitely won't get back. Uh, right then, I think we should get on with uh, drinking some more drinks and then doing an episode. Let's do it. on Instagram for this one. Since? Yeah, she wanted... I think it was last week or week before, she commented on something saying, is, like, is this a grisly murder? And it wasn't. I think it was Alan Godfrey, which was a bullshit one, by the way. I apologise for that. It was a wank episode. But, yeah, she wanted grisly murders. Right. So, um, I went on the Google, the Google bot. The Google, yeah. And went for grisly murders and come across a fella called Albert Fish. Now, I've never heard of him. Didn't know. No, he's got a good name though. He, sound, he sounds like um to me. He sounds like an eighty-year-old man who sits there drinking coffee. That's what he sounds like. I can see him with big sort of squarish glasses. You know what I mean? And just looks frail, but just just sits there watching telly and drink like watching like uh, Countdown and stuff. Do you know anything about Albert Fish? No, no. Is that, is that literally what he's about? Pretty much. Is he? Well, yeah. He's a frail. Come old on, man. with a name of Albert Fish, he's got to be like eighty odd. No matter what, even if he was born, he was eighty. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to call him Albert Fish. It means he's eighty. Mate, so this this one is hardcore. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's um, 
disturbing, to say the least. Okay. Really bad. Okay. R- really, really bad. Right. So blame her. <laughs> okay. Fuck me, mate. We'll see. Once I've started reading, I'm like, this is the one. You've got to keep reminding yourself all the way through this that this is real. Yeah. That this is a real man. That's that's the, the thing about the murder ones. Which I, I get fascinated by it. You'll it sounds like it's like a story sort of thing, but it actually did happen. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's just madness. So he only killed three people, three official Ooh, victims. So he's not a serial killer then. I don't know, man. I think that's the crucial number, isn't it? You know, three is the magic number. Up, it was three or six or something. I'm going to check this up because we keep disputing this, don't I'm sure we? sure it's three. Right, okay. Carry on. But uh, yeah, I think that pushed him over the magical threshold, put him into, ki- into serial killer status. Crucial number, mate. His murders took place between 1924 and 1934. So we're going back a little bit here. Okay. But don't let that put you off. This isn't like, you know, a man killing someone with a bundle of wheat. This yeah. is... Fucking awful. Oh, 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 you were right. He got the threshold. He got to the two and he probably looked on Google, even though it was back in the day. Probably didn't exist. We probably invented it. And he realised that uh, that two is not good enough to be a serial killer. You may as well go the extra mile and get the extra kill. Well, the coppers think he killed probably 10 people. Yeah. And after his capture, he admitted to molesting over 400 children. Mm-hmm. And like children were turning up, ripped to bits. In right. areas that he was either moving through or lived in, so there's there's more than than more than like the three victims. Absolutely, hundred percent for yeah, sure. Yeah. But what he lacked for in official numbers, we'll right. say official, he built up in fucking sheer madness. Okay, <laughs> absolute <laughs> mate. Like you said, he was a tiny, weak little old man, and therefore he couldn't. He was honestly Albert Fish. Yeah, come on, the name. He's got to be an eight-year-old man. I can see him. <laughs> I can see, actually see his face without actually seeing a picture of him. Because he, he was so old and frail and weak. Um, he couldn't risk taking on like stronger opponents or yeah. victims. So for that reason, he targeted children and vulnerable people, Okay, which makes him all the more horrific. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think in reality, he only killed children because he just liked killing children. Oh, right, okay. Well, fair dues. Mate, he's a monster of biblical proportions. It's right. awful, awful. He was known as the Grey Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, and the Boogeyman. Right. Now, the Boogeyman and the Grey Man aliases came from witnesses who yeah. saw him running away after he snatched children. Yeah, that's the fella. Yeah, so I was just having a quick look at him. Cre- creepy cunt, isn't he? He looks like that geezer who used to um, the inventor who was on Big Breakfast. Oh, he does, actually. Yeah, the one that made that wind-up radio. Yeah, the one who's dead now. Yeah, I remember him. What's his name? Oh, well, I'll carry Albert on. Fish. <laughs> Albert Fish, yeah, yeah. There we go. He was born on the 19th of May, 1870, to his old man called Randall and his mum called Ellen. Now, he's always, as the case in these uh, in these episodes, his childhood was top-notch. Yeah, yeah. Always, right? yeah. Parents are angels. Well, his mum was all right. She was mental, but she was all right. But his dad was a bit of a prick, I think. Yeah, well, that's kind of the way it goes most of the time. Either one of them, one of them's mental and either just doesn't do anything to stop the torment, and the other one's just a fucking lunatic who just like whips people with like fucking <laughs> I don't know with whatever they whatever can the find, they can a find a table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whipped with a table. <laughs> he was the youngest of four children, and his family were marred by mental problems, which he clearly clearly suffered from. Yeah. His uncle was diagnosed as insane and his brother was sent to a mental institution and his sister was diagnosed with a mental affliction. I don't know what it was. Okay. Probably just thought she was a biscuit or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm a biscuit. I'm a biscuit. Don't eat me. His mother suffered from hallucinations and generations before 
his parents and after him also had traits of mental problems. When you see that, is there is now just a way you could just like put me in a box and close the door and go, sorry, lads, I, you may not have done anything, but you're all fucking nuts. Well, yeah, there is. It's, the the box it's is called a hospital, isn't it? Yeah, a box, which I mean, where we're like, airtight. Wow. The thing is, though, you can't... <laughs> not if they've not done anything wrong. If they've got something but wrong they're about to. You just know they are. Oh, they are, mate, yeah. Well, get this, though, mate. His dad was 43 years older than his mum. He was, he was a staggering 75 years old when Albert was born. Fucking hell. That's, what's all that about? That's Jesus. insane. 75. So and she would have been, so she was 30 or something. She, she was, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. She, she must have been a proper minger if she can only pull her. Yeah, or, or she's mentally, really is mentally ill to a point where she, she can't fucking recognise a human from a human. <laughs> or, or conversely, he might have had a weapon and a half of a cock on him. Yeah, you never know. He, you know, he's walking around. He might only have one leg, and the other leg, the other leg's his cock. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. Yeah. Keeping yeah, yeah. him up. His, his dad was born in seventeen ninety five. For fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> and Albert was still kicking about in nineteen thirty four. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, old school shit, man. Fucking yeah, crazy. So, so Randall Fish, his dad, he was mad into God. He like suffered from religious mania, which is like a hyper dedication to the to the Lord, to the Lord, ah. praise the Lord. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally ruled his life, affecting like, all of his family, everything. You know what I mean? This yeah. can't really be church Sunday if you're a minute late. Oh my God, I'm gonna have to slit your wrists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you've done bad that we're late. And he was the standard issue serial killer dad. He was alcoholic and an abusive motherfucker, being yeah. everybody. And he died. When he was 80 years old, when Albert was five. <laughs> oh, right, okay, so... Fuck is it, your uh, granddad, mate? Yeah, 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 I know, that's crazy. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, the fuck you, is your dad sure doing at 80? Yeah, your dad does not... Fuck, bet you his dad's actually a younger fellow who's just fucked off. He's just gone... Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, man, maybe. Yeah, yeah. could have been, couldn't it? That's mad, though, that, isn't it? I'm surprised... Your dad, at five, and your dad's 80. I'm surprised he was able to get it up when he was 80 years old. Well, Randy old cunt, but that explains a lot. Well, it does, yeah. But remember, he's he's now that when he was eighty, he's in rigor mortis, so he's hard all over, hard all over, constantly. <laughs> his death <laughs> fucked up the family because <laughs> his mother was completely unable to support them financially. She had no money coming in at all, and because of that, she was forced to put the kids into orphanages. And orphanages in 1875 are not like they are today. Now she did care about them; she really did. Even though she was a bit mental, but mm. she had no choice. She said it was obviously for their best interest. Yeah. Or so she thought. Well, yeah, but it's a, I suppose I hope this is a, a, a so you thought sort of que- uh, answer that, to this. If he was a fucking horrible bastard and she was mentally ill, it probably was a good idea. Or so you thought. So you thought. To go to a, uh, an orphanage. Well, they um, Albert went to St. John's in Washington and it was here that shit started to, to go south. Really, right. the carers, because this is like eighteen fucking seventy-five. The carers used to beat the children old school style. They do like really, really horrific shit to them. Strip them naked in front of each other, which is obviously humiliating mm. and upsetting. I mean, they already feel vulnerable. Doing they're a fucking yeah, orphanage, yeah, yeah. And they then whip them with belts and beat the shit out and of chairs. them. Chairs, chairs, and tables, <laughs> and tables. Whip them with tables. <laughs> <laughs> you know those really flexible tables yeah. you can whip <laughs> yeah, yeah the ones reusable. where you go out and <laughs> a rubber table <laughs> now they do this horrible stuff to these lads and force the others to watch standing mm. there naked you know what I mean so yeah. he saw children getting raped and abused on the reg 
like pain and crying and suffering and torment mm. were a daily occurrence for yeah, yeah. pretty normal <coughs> the norm so to speak for the young Albert yeah <clears throat> and it was during these I'm going to call them punishment sessions that mm. something broke in his mind so he's only like five at the time let's say he's less than ten between yeah. five and ten he said one time after being stripped naked and beaten up slapped humiliated and whipped whatever in front of the other lads he got a fucking he got a a raging hard on. Oh, it's a classic murderer coming along. Yeah, yeah. So they should have they should have nipped it in the bud there and th- there and then after beating him. You got a hard on, mate. You're going to be murderer. Right, <laughs> so let's put a pillow over his face. Get rid of him. He said it was his first sexual encounter, and it stuck with him for the rest of his life. So seeing seeing like him naked uh, with um with like a stiffy caused the other lads to bully him even further. Right. Like in private, obviously they're scared shitless getting beaten, but they're yeah. like, "What the fuck, man? You got a fucking rock on after that, mm. you fucking idiot!" But he loved it. He loved people ta- like beating the fuck out of him. Yeah, yeah. And like, he, what he'd do is he'd seek it out, like break out of out of the orphanage. He became like a problem child. He was like, "Chase me, chase me," because he knew that they were going <laughs> to whip him when they got caught. The thing, the thing is, as well, you know, it could have been reverse psychology if you pretended you liked it. If you pretended, obviously he liked it. They might stop That's beating really you. pretending it. Though, they might, they might, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling one off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it. Keep I mean, going. I hate it. I'm about to get it. Come on, I'm about to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're nine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I forgot what I was saying now. What was I saying? I don't know. Something about madness, mate. It doesn't really matter. Madness. But so essentially, when that happened, the connection between like pain and deep sexual arousal was formed. It's like his brain was moulding and that clicked into place. Yeah, yeah. And he was off to the races. Okay. It's fucking mad, isn't it, man? You know what I mean? Mm. He said this about the orphanage. He said, that place ruined my mind. I was there till I was nearly nine and that's where I got started wrong. We were constantly whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. So he knows it's wrong. Yeah, but he didn't, he still got hard on the... Yeah, he still got hard on Like, Because you, you see some, like you hear some... Like crazy motherfucker serial killers that don't seem to know it's wrong. Does that, as I say, does that mean he's not mentally ill? Oh, uh, um, you'll have to think about that as we go through, mate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I don't think he was saying, let's just say that. Yeah. This is one of the maddest ones I've ever, ever looked into. Okay. It's insane. It's just, mate. Mr. Fish. Mr. Fish. I would say you've got some explaining to do, but you're you're long, long gone. Well, his mum got him out of the orphanage in 1880. She got a job and was able to look after the kids. But he'd been subjected to violent beatings and rape continuously, pretty much, for over five years at that mm. point. And he fucking loved it. He was like, get me, bitches. His mum was like, well, you're right, Albert. <laughs> Stick it in there. <laughs> Disturbing to think that's how, like, a 10-year-old thought he could get off. Mm. It's fucking crazy. You wouldn't even think a 10-year-old would be able to even think about that. I know, yeah, yeah. And to make matters worse, if that's even possible... Which believe me, it fucking is. When you go through this, he suffered the suffered the standard issue head injury, which we all know. Oh, the standard issue murderer's head injury. Yeah, yeah. Just to compound problems, fell out of a tree, smashed his dome. It's a classic. Complain about headaches, bang against a fence, or car crash, or yeah. bike crash, and then turn into a psycho murderer. Yeah, yeah. It's all going so well for the young lad, yeah. isn't it? By the age of twelve, when he was back in his mum's care, he got himself a boyfriend. Uh, another 12-year-old lad. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know what I mean? Whatever. But knowing our man Albert, I don't think that they spent their days playing 1880s version of Xbox One. What is, yeah. Whatever the fuck that is. Like Cube, that hoop game cubes. with a stick. Oh, yeah. Oh, what was that thing that used to run down the street and they whacked that hoop with a stick? Yeah. Um, oh, fucking nice. And that yeah, is... And or throwing beanbags at bottles or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some shit like that. Scrumping apples. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's too busy scrumping his apples. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like you know what's coming. <laughs> right, okay. You know what I mean? No, when we came to Serial Killer Man, if you've got no nothing to play, no Xbox, no fucking... Whacking a fucking hoop with a stick. You know what I mean? Mm. Being a killer is much more interesting. <laughs> but, but whilst he was with this lad, during the relationship, it's where he levelled up his madness game. Okay. And began practising coprophagia with his boyfriend. I don't even know what that means. It's eating shit out of his ass and <laughs> drinking piss. <laughs> I didn't expect that, to be fair. That's brill. Well, it's not brill, but you know what I mean. And that was the age of 12? That was the age of 12, mate. Nice. So they've gone straight into scat, yeah, basically. He is the original. I'm the scat man. <laughs> scat man. Every scat step boy. Of his, mate, every Maybe step he, is, he looks a bit like the scat man, actually, as well. <laughs> He does. He does. I did think that. He does, actually. He does, yeah. Oh, my God. He looks like a few people. Yeah. <laughs> He's the he, scat boy. Scat boy, yeah, man. The original scat boy. But every step of his life just gets worse. <laughs> Nothing and that's gets what better. It starts off with obviously being beaten and raped to scat, so it's going to get... Bit freaky now, though. Well, so now we've got a child who gets aroused by rape and he's in a sexual relationship with another 12 year old and he's and eating he, shit and drinking piss. Yeah, he's eating like a plate full of shit and chasing it down with a quick half of piss. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was during the relationship that he started to go to public swimming baths where he would just lurk in the changing rooms and stare at other kids getting undressed, like with a fucking tent pole in his, <laughs> in his fucking trousers. Dear me. Didn't anyone think that was odd? He spent whole weekends there. I want to know what his boyfriend thought at the time. Did, well, he, he, did he go, do you know what, like, mate? This is a bit nuts, actually. His boyfriend introduced him into shitting. So what, is his boyfriend a nutter killer murderer as well? But, well, he obviously wasn't a murderer, but he got, he, 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 he was, what do they call it? Like the the gateway. <laughs> the the ga- gateway into murder. He's the gateway drug. Is that the gateway drug, yeah? Well, man, I don't know, man. I don't know what he was thinking. Let me just shit in your mouth. Yeah. Can I, just, can I just crimp one out in your mouth? <laughs> Hang on, we're talking about crimps, right? Why is it, right, that when humans have a crimp, right, you have to keep wiping for ages, right? But are talking when, when about you... yourself only, maybe, here. No, 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 you can get good ones, you can get bad ones, can't you? You, you can have one where you, yeah, where you can poo and you wipe and there's like, nothing whatsoever. And you Check get somewhere, on. there's no, look, you see hardly any poo. And you're there for about 15 minutes, going through about 20 bog rolls, wiping well, your that's, ass. Well, that's a tar poo, that is. Yeah. It's like shitting tar. But... but but it's like it's like um, dogs have got like the Roll Rolls Royce of ring pieces because <laughs> because it's it's crimps it perfectly. It does. That's a good point. They don't wipe their ass. No, nature has found a way. Yes. Found a way. And they've got a hairy ass as well. So there's a lot of shit to yeah. get stuck into it. It's a good fucking point, mate. They've got a good crimp. You know what I mean? Good on it. Yeah. They've got a good system. They have. God knows. Why didn't they human or well, why didn't humans? Why didn't God, if there was such things, God, which I don't believe. Why didn't, evolution? Us, why, didn't he, yeah, why didn't evolution give us a crimp ass? It would be handy. It would be. I wonder if caveman had a crimp ass. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. I reckon they had dicky stomachs all the time. I reckon they were squirting water most of the time. That's why they didn't need to wipe. They just like, grabbed their ass cheek, pulled it open, and let the starfish flex. Bosh! Yeah. And out it came into yeah. the river. Yeah, that's what or I reckon. Or Albert Fish's mouth, yeah. depending on it. <laughs> Mate, this geezer, it's like a He's child. He's old enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a child possessed by like a sadomasochistic paedophile. Who enjoys eating poo? He's not acting <laughs> like a lad, is he? No, no, no. Another odd fetish he developed. He he liked to read the lonely heart sections of newspapers. I mean, that's like the internet to get his victim. Well, not yeah, but no. Fucking hell, are you Albert Fish? <laughs> it's, it's just got written all over, isn't yeah. it? Go for the vulnerable people. <laughs> that's what it's got, isn't it? In the lonely heart section, what he'd do is he'd look for like people that were you know, looking for love or whatever, vulnerable people, and he'd write them crazy, obscene letters. And like, here's a quick snippet of one to whet your appetite. I've, I've <laughs> left... found one. I've, yeah, yeah, I've left the, pre- the pleasantries out, but um, 
this was written to a lady he was harassing. Just a paragraph. It's not the whole letter. It says, okay. <laughs> pee in a glass and I shall drink every drop of it as you watch. Tell me when you want to shit. I will take you over my knee, pull up your clothes, take down your drawers and hold my mouth to your sweet asshole and eat your sweet peanut butter as it comes out fresh and hot. That's how they do it in Hollywood. You won't need toilet paper to wipe your sweet, pretty, fat ass. I shall eat it all and then lick your sweet ass clean with my tongue. Well, at least he's stopping, you know, the, the toilet service. You know what I mean? They don't have to have a wipe. Maybe he is the crimp tool. Yeah, he's a charmer. Yeah, he's, he's a charmer. Let's say, let's be honest, that's really romantic. What lady would not take that offer up? Yeah, he, he's doing whatever he can to please her. You know what? You can deduce from that that he likes smooth peanut butter. Because yeah, yeah. if he's referring to her shit like peanut butter, she's not shitting out chunky bits, man. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to get pissed off and like cut a face off if if it's like a big fat lump? <laughs> does, does he want? Does he want quite caveman shit? <laughs> so let's have a quick recap of him. At this point, like, he's twelve years old. He was twelve when he was writing them letters. He, he, well, not that one. That was written at a later point. But he was like, yeah, writing yeah. letters. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find that. any of his twelve-year-old letters. They yeah. only got the ones that he did when he, when he was busted. Yeah. Um, but he's twelve. He fucking loves pain, violence, and humiliation. Finds it incredibly arousing. Mm-hmm. He's eating his twelve-year-old boyfriend's shit straight out of his ass, yeah. and he's drinking piss. He's fell out of a tree. He's smashed his dome. He's got yeah. head injuries. That's, that's three things which lead towards a serial killer. He was a bedwetter as well. Oh, yep. We heard, what was it, three things, yeah. wasn't there? One of them was bedwetting. The McDonald triad or something like that. Yeah, and there was yeah. one where we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's, really a, random. he's also hanging around changing rooms for days on end, yeah. staring at children naked with a tent pole in his trousers. Yeah, paedophile, but not really paedophilic at, at his age, pe- I suppose. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it fucking works. It's wrong. He shouldn't be doing it. And it's in his spare time, he's writing letters containing crazy fucking mad details of his face. There's just one thing that he's missing, and that's... Stabbing animals and then, like, <laughs> just like dismembering them. He bypasses the animal stabbing. You know, he, well, to be fair, what? he made up with it with eating shit and drinking piss, didn't he? The force is strong in this one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's gone, I don't I don't fancy that, but I tell you what, I'll up it. I'll up it a bit more and I'll eat your shit coming straight out your ass. So in 1890, he moved to New York City and in his teens and early 20s, he became a prostitute getting paid to fuck Ace. But uh, that wasn't enough. He wanted more! Yeah. He weren't happy with that. It's like everything he did had to be horrible and horrific and wrong in every way possible. So he began to pick up and molest young boys. He was bribing them to follow him with whatever he could, like money, sweets, puppies, false promises. Mm. Didn't fucking matter. They weren't going to get anything anyway, other than a world of pain, terror and agony. He'd tie them up in abandoned buildings and he'd rape them for days often torturing them with whips and nails that like like whips with nails poking through the end yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he made loads of torture devices it was like one of his hobbies he's pretty good at it like a craftsman okay uh, like pieces of wood with nails hammered through he called them his instruments of hell now albert realizing that the pain and the torture he enjoyed inflicting on himself he also doubly enjoyed and relished inflicting on others okay so we've got a fucking full-on madman now, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we know it. yeah. We know it. We know it. He told police after his, ra- his arrest that he raped a child in every single state in America. Right, okay. Yeah. Was that his target? Was he aiming to do that? <laughs> you know, like a bucket list. <laughs> was it like a bucket list and he's gone round and gone, right, one of my bucket lists is swimming with dolphins, rape a child in each yeah. state of America. Yeah. What, what was that middle one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what, Albert? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say that again, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rape a child in every... Climb Mount Everest, rape a, rape a child in every state, uh, swimming with dolphins. Albert, go back to the <laughs> middle one. I think you need to wipe that one off. 
Now, we can't back up his claim that he raped a kid everywhere, but by the end of this pod, you're you're not going to doubt it. No. You're just going to believe it wholeheartedly. Yeah. So by the age of 28 in, in 1898, even his batshit crazy mom knew that he was in need of some help. Yeah, yeah. He was a bit of a fucking oddball. So she got him to, well, it was like an arranged marriage. Uh, this poor woman that <laughs> she, she picked out was uh, Mary Ann Hoffman. And um, I don't know a lot about her, other than she, she was a mere nine years younger than him, which is so nothing. She's 21. Yeah, it's nothing compared to, you know, his mom who was 43 years younger than. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking nuts, isn't it? I mm. still can't get my head around that. That's fucking mad. Yeah. 75 when you were born. What the fuck's going on there? That's crazy. Anyway, the marriage seemed to That's, go well. It sounds... But you can kind of see where he gets his um, his appetite for all this sexual stuff. If he's doing that to to a girl 43 years younger, obviously getting her pregnant and having a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's obviously a right dirty fucker, right? Um, and it's obviously been passed down. That part has been passed down. And obviously he likes to beat him. And he's obviously just upped his game. His son has. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically. The, his he, father would probably be proud of him. Well, he's, like, you, like you say, he can see that his dad is massively older compared to his mother. Yeah, yeah. So there's no age. There's no, probably no age. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter, yeah. Fucking scary. He started a family. He had six children with her. Okay. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And by all accounts, though, he never laid a finger on his wife or children. He didn't right. hurt them once. Okay. But he got a job as a painter and decorator. and was actually quite good at it, apparently. So on the outside, his family... We're looking good, man. Yeah. You know, he's married. He's got kids. Yeah, he's not beating them. He's working hard. Stop eating scat. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the house. Seems to enjoy Nutella. Yeah, yeah. You, if you, can you stop eating shit in the house? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Well, he's, you know, he's, he doesn't like waste. No, no. <laughs> to the it. point that he doesn't have no, waste. Yeah, he's nearly 100% economical. <laughs> but he led, a, a, obviously, a double life here. Yeah, like yeah. a dark secret, raping children. Yeah. Now, now um, the year he married Anna, which was 1898, he went to a waxwork museum with a dude he was fucking, as you do. Yeah. Uh, and it was on, on display, sitting there, was a, a model of a big old erect cock, a waxwork dick. Mm. And it had been dissected so you could see the internal workings. Oh, no. <laughs> now, he realised seeing that waxwork model of a cut-up cock aroused him and he began to integrate that chopped-up dick into his fantasies about sexual mutilation. So he was cutting up cocks as well and all sorts. <sighs> Mate, another string was added to his bow that day. Mr. Waxwork Man, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, why are you putting... Okay, why are you putting cocks cut in half? Unless it's a scientific place. But it was, I'm, I'm guessing it was. It must be. Why are you putting cocks... Why are you, why are you showing that? <coughs> cut up humans in half and show that, right? <laughs> but don't cut, a cock, don't cut a cock in half. Everyone knows, you know, to any bloke, don't kick a bloke in the bollocks. Oh, mate, don't cut a bollocks no in half. you've got no idea what's coming. <sighs> mate, you've got no okay. idea. So, like, he was often on the road... Uh, working his job as a painter and decorator and he was working in 1910 in glamorous Delaware right. and he he met a guy called an unfortunate soul called Thomas Kedden he was only 19 now, serial killers often work away don't they so they can always disappear why do you think I work away a lot <laughs> and you were a painter and decorator as well yeah. <laughs> you fucking gave me a weird look then Rob Fish <laughs> <laughs> So it's thought that Thomas Kedden was mentally retarded in some sort of way. Because Albert Fish told police, like, after his arrest, he kind yeah. of alluded to that he wasn't right in the head. Mm -hmm. And the pair stuck up a beautiful relationship, you know, sadomasochistic relationship with all the regular highlights we enjoy, like hardcore, aggressive fucking, whipping, beating each other. It's like Albert found a kindred spirit in Thomas. Yeah. 
Nice. Bless him, man. Nice you do, yeah. Sweet, isn't it? Mm. And he went along with it, apparently. Old Thomas. He he didn't seem to protest. Do you reckon it was a case that... Well, he liked it. He knew he was gone over his... Over too much. Maybe he was a bit, you know, he thought, do you know what, Albert, I'm a bit I'm a bit messed up. And Albert was like, yeah, you think you're messed up? <laughs> you ain't seen the half of it, son. Here's a cup of piss, <laughs> and I'm about to shit one in your mouth, and, and you, you are going to eat it. Well, I think he went along with it, because... You were shit scared? No, I think Thomas went along with it, because I don't think this was like, I mean, for the likes of someone that's not into sadomasochism, it's... It's not going to be enjoyable, but if you're into it, I think it was, you know, at the cusp of... It was just beating him and whipping him, and you they, that they shit. liked it. But 10 days after meeting him, Albert invited Thomas Kedden to an abandoned farmhouse for some raw bareback aggression. And once inside, Albert tied him up for 10 days straight where he continued to rape and torture him. But they're into that, innit? So Apparently. So they might like it. Do you think Tom might have had some stern words to say after that? He had after some... After being tied, tied up for 10 days. Okay, he, come on, mate. He, I know we were into hardcore shit, but 10 days. He had some words to say after what happened. Oh, mate. right, okay. So it went a bit too far. Well, it all came to a head, quite literally. Right. Because boys tied up. Albert got old, uh, old Thomas Cadden's dick rock hard, giving him a nosh, showing him his sexy old man fucking body. Proper tent pole again. And then using a pair of scissors or farmyard shear type things, I what? read, he cut off the head of his cock. By that point, if I was Tom with a hard, hard on, right, and he pulled out them shears, my dick would suddenly invert. <laughs> It'd <laughs> yeah. disappear. Yeah, yeah. Invert and it would just like close up, man. Mate, he de-helmeted him properly. <laughs> properly <laughs> chopped it off. I'm guessing he wasn't expected because he told the police. Well, clearly, yeah. I don't. I don't think he said. By the way, mate. Next time you get a hard on, <laughs> do you mind me snipping off your your head? See, Kedden, it, um, Albert told the Rosers after his arrest. He said, "I should never forget his scream or the look he gave me." Of course not. <laughs> He's not going to go. Oh, that hurt a little bit. That chafes. That's going to be one of the most painful things anyone can go through. Having your helmet chopped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to cut him into pieces and take him home to eat him. That's what he told police afterwards, for real. He said he had to scrap the idea because the weather was hot and he thought the body was going to start to rot and smell and it would attract attention. Do you think after that one, Tom went, oh, I've had enough of this now. Can we? Can I go? Sorry, I think you've pushed it a bit too far. Unfortunately, <laughs> Thomas didn't get that <laughs> yeah, chance yeah, yeah, because yeah. obviously... Well, he bled to death. Well, no, because Albert changed his mind. And wanted to... And so what he did is he wrapped up Thomas Kedden's severed, severed helmet in a rag smeared in Vaseline. He poured hydrogen peroxide on his bleeding stump, put $10 in his pocket, gave him a passionate kiss, and left. Catch the first train home to New York City. <laughs> what? He says he does, has no idea what happened to him, doesn't know whether he lived or died, and quite frankly, didn't care. He made no attempt whatsoever to contact him ever again. Didn't care. I'm pretty sure he probably died if it was an abandoned farm and he's had his helmet chopped off. And he's tied the fuck up. Yeah, and he's tied up. That, that'd be horrific walking into that. You'd be like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> Imagine Thomas Kedden. Uh, I can explain. Well, I can't actually. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Well, kinky game went a bit too far. Yeah, My man. helmet's in the Vaseline <laughs> butt thing over there. Any chance you can sew that back on? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, <laughs> mate, it's it's 1917. Yeah, yeah. You're fucked, Yeah, Phil. yeah, yeah. Can't sew clothes together, let alone fucking... <laughs> We've <laughs> only can't. just figured out how to make a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't yeah. figured out surgery yet, mate. Yeah. So we now haven't we even know. figured out a sliced bread. <laughs> they didn't by that point. <laughs> they didn't, yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked mate yeah, yeah, fucked. Yeah. mate your helmet's gone yeah, just, just accept that and you're lucky that you're still alive if you did survive 
Oh, it's cringy, isn't it? It's horrible, mate. So now he knows he can do it and get away with it, and he fucking loves it. So back home... Never forget the scream on his... Fr- no shit, Sherlock. Cut his dick off, mate. He cut his helmet off. A hard helmet, just straight off. <laughs> Chop. Chomp. <laughs> oh, my God. So back home, his wa- there's no way his wife, Anna, didn't know what he was like. I mean, they're, they're, must, they're having sex. He must have been like, shit in my mouth and stab me. She <laughs> must know. Put your cock in my ass. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put put half your cock without the helmet, which I chopped off in you up in in my ass now. And she quite rightly gets the fuck out of Dodge, knowing that he's a maniac. Yeah, yeah. She left him in 1917 for uh, another dude, which didn't bode well because he, he had to. His children said like, when the mum left, they started to notice a, a drastic change in his behaviour. Oh, so with the happy family thing gone. The, yeah. the fake side of him well, just disappeared. Know. He stopped giving the fuck then. He, he just was like, acted oh, just going to get boys back and fuck them or whatever. Well, he didn't do that. I mean... Or chop the helmets off or whatever. We didn't have a lady to rein him in, so I think it... And I get that. When Hannah dis- when like Hannah goes away working for a weekend or whatever... What, are you going on a sexual I'll kill rampage? people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But within like two hours of her leaving, I'm usually fucking smashed on the sofa not knowing <laughs> who I am. <laughs> so if he's just like a crazy motherfucker and he's got no one to... Yeah. And he's surrounded by kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They said off the... They'd, He'd wander off to the hills, like local hills, and they could they seen him like shouting at the sky, raising his fist, screaming, I am Christ. <laughs> well uh, each to their own. Yeah, each to their own. If you want to do that, there's a few of them around. But I don't know if they chop helmets off. No. no. Well no one knew this at this point. Yeah, except you for him. I mean? It sent him to the edge, mate, but in my opinion he's probably well and truly already over it. So he's looking after six children now. Fuck that noise. Forget all that. He said he started hearing voices and once wrapped himself up in a carpet because he thought John the Apostle told him to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear, mate. I say he never hurt his children. That's true. Until this point. No, he didn't. He never hurt them. As far as even in the trial, they said that he, he didn't hurt them. But he did do some weird and, well, decidedly odd and wrong things with them, such as inviting his children's friends over to the house and getting them to smack fuck out of his ass with a paddleboard that had half-inch nails poking through, like a ping-pong bat. <laughs> he loves pain, man. Can't do get enough. Do you reckon his, uh, their mates came round again after that? Nope. Do you want to come round and play again? No, do I fuck. Well, he said <laughs> he tried to make it... I'm not whipping your dad with a, with a paddle with knives in. You know, it's not happening. It's, not, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He just loves pain, mate. It's like a drug to him. And if it's inflicted by a child or a group of children, even better. Because he loves children. He said that children are tasty. <laughs> He'd mate. force them to hit him over and over and over until the blood ran down his leg, his legs. He was like, fucking hit me, but it's only a game. <laughs> hit me. It's a game. It's fucking, he's a crazy motherfucker. You know, he also began to self-harm to try and, like in an effort to replicate the intense sexual arousal and sexual relief he experienced whilst in pain. And mate, what he did to himself is so hardcore... I was squirming. Seriously, mate, researching it. It made me feel ill. It's it's so extreme. I swear, mate, I was sweating and curling my toes. I couldn't believe it. And he's just doing it to himself. He'd push needles into his skin. Now, not like his arm. Oh, no, that'd be like comparatively yeah, normal. Nothing, yeah. it, you know, that's predictable almost. Instead, he would push needles into his balls and pelvis in, and like the fleshy area between your, your balls and your asshole, the perineum or gooch, if you will, but not through the skin, like horizontally. He'd push him up. vertically upwards. 
he'd push them so far in, depressing the skin with his fingers, so when he let go, the skin would pop back and the needles would disappear up inside him, trapping them inside. So he's got needles in between his ass and his cock, basically. Some of them, yeah, some of them were like two inches long. He'd push him in and leave him there to heal over so he could walk around with needles inside his fucking body. What? Legs moving, like needle picks, like the ends of the needles grinding his bones, standing up, sitting down, pushing them fucking further in. Mate, he was raping and murdering children with a gooch full of needles. Constant torture and pain. This man's tapped. He's fucking. <laughs> he did it. I think it's like so he could look at children in public, and because he's in constant agonising pain, he's almost on the verge of like a mad pain orgasm. Checking that's what it is then. Probably. O- authorities only found out about the needles after his arrest. Right. Okay. So he's not going to go to hospital, is it? You know what I mean? All right, Doc. I've got twenty-nine needles in my gooch. Any chance you could get them out? <laughs> Quick, smart. People would ask questions. <laughs> Quick, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would go. It'd be like, fucking fish, this is the third time this week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's actually an x-ray available that shows 29 rusty needles way up deep inside him, and the image was used in the trial after he was arrested as evidence. They'd been inside him for years. What? It's fucking mad, mate. Looks like they're penetrating his guts. It's... it's How can you live like that? Do you know what I mean? Literally, how do you live? I mean... Fucking loves it. Fucking loves it. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot, a lot of people would be well. Clearly, normal people would be in sheer agony, and probably some people probably fucking die from it. Yeah, yeah, it's just. But he just carries on like it's like you know, like you've actually scratched your arm on something. Well, no, I think he felt the pain, but it was in his mind translated to pleasure. Yeah. So the more the pain, but in yeah, he said in the end, pain administered by oneself becomes tolerable and ineffective. But our man Albert, he said. Sticking needles into your bollocks was utterly intolerable. So no matter what. That's it, no matter the pain you do to yourself, if you stab yourself in the bollocks, it's always going to hurt. He's like, that's too much for me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too much for me. And I fucking love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like being at them orphanages and having a beating and that time he got stiffy. It's like yeah. crosswired his pleasure circuits properly. Oh, I wonder if he had a Prince Albert. He put, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he did. He probably did, didn't he? Probably gave himself one. He also used to soak rags in petrol and shove them into his ass and set fire to them. Proper, mate. He'd he'd heat metal up and burn himself. And after the cock chop incident and the missed opportunity to eat a man, he became obsessed with meat and eating it totally raw, openly at the dinner table. So he just opened like a bag of mincemeat or whatever and just ate it raw. With a burning asshole (laughs) filled with steel. (laughs) Fuck. His kid said at court... This is where you'd be sitting there at the table looking at him going, where did it go wrong, Albert? <laughs> yeah. Did at the it? age of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his children said at court um, during his, his trial that on nights of the full moon, which is <laughs> he's a lunatic, he would um, he'd often eat quantity, huge quantities of raw meat on full moons. <laughs> Told you, mate, every step is levelling up. No messing. Yeah, this is kind of like, it's, it's not even trying to hide it a little bit now. It's just kind of like, do you know what? Yeah. I'm going to show you that there's something wrong. If you didn't know, I'm just going to do something really weird to show that something's wrong, i.e. open up a packet of meat and just eat it raw at the table. Yeah. That's a good start for people to go, are you, you all right? And he's going, oh, yeah. what's wrong with it? Oh, I've got 29 needles in my ass. <laughs> yeah. I want to sh- shove rags at my ass earlier yeah. on and set fire to them. So it's a bit still, it's a bit it's sore a, down it's there. A, it's a bit, you know, it's hurting. 
Pass us that paddleboard so you can smack my ass for mm, me. Pa- sorry, not that one. The one with the, the nails in <laughs> In 1990, he, um, he picked up a, a random dude and knifed him, but like the kid survived. And that's boring compared yeah. to everything that we've, uh, okay, we've just gone yeah. through. So by this time in his life, he full-on thought God was commanding him to rape, torture, and murder children. Okay. He's, he's completely off his fucking biscuit at this so, point. Yeah, well... It was completely off his biscuit a long time ago. <laughs> but but so so far, he basically prefers inflicting pain on himself. But he's chopped some geezer's helmet off, and he stabs him with a person. Yeah, he's eating shit and piss. Yeah, he's got loads of eagles shoved in his ass, and putting rags, rags up there, yeah. setting fire to him, burning himself with metal. He heats Is, up. Isn't that like some sort of Chinese thing when they do that to uh, clear out your ass hair? What? <laughs> 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 putting some fireball up your ass or something. So we began to actively plan killings now. Right. He's gone over the edge. Okay, yeah. He's he's gone, do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. He's gone, look at me. I'm getting bored now. I've pushed it pretty far. People aren't really accepting it too well. I think I need to do a murder now. (laughs) So what he did is he started to target mentally handicapped children, like we said before, orphans, homeless people, and black people. Mm -hmm. Now, back then, his logic was, no one cares about them. They're not going to... 1890 odd or whatever it was. Yeah, it's like 19 something or whatever now. Yeah, basically the whole world was racist anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, and he just knew that even if people found, you know, undesirables or or unfortunate people dead, they'll have a look. They'll just go, oh, yeah. So what he did is he began to assemble his infamous infamous implements of hell kit, which is just a a murder bag, really, Mm. consisting of a meat cleaver, a butcher's knife, and a small hacksaw. They live their little bags they carry around. <laughs> you know, you got you got some with ropes and an axe and stuff. And then, you know, what was that? Um, Chicachello, whatever his name was, the Mexican footballer. Yeah, Mexican. That one. Um, didn't he have a rucksack and the police stopped him and he had a rope in there and like yeah, Vaseline yeah. And, and two tits and two tits or something? Yeah, yeah. like they just chopped off a woman. And he was like, yeah, okay, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't be having this on the on the you know walking around the streets. But anyway, go on. So I think before we carry yeah. on any further, we all need to go and have a shower, take a fucking break, have a drink, and then we we'll have a bank. <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry. Find a bag of needles. <laughs> you find a bag of needles, <laughs> and then when we come back, it's gonna get a lot fucking worse. Nice. We've got a a thing here, and we're pretty sure, um, God rest his soul, that Trevor Bayliss, the uh, inventor, is actually uh, Albert Fish. It looks exactly like him. Just look it up on Google, whatnot. Honestly, it's it's him. It's exactly the same. He's his doppelganger. It is, isn't it? Yeah. 
fucking crazy. It's actually shocked me. I think it's him. Yeah. <laughs> he's even got a pipe. He's ready to probably just shove up his ass in that picture. He's pulled it out of someone. He's, he's probably got a needle in it. He's, that's probably where he's got a smile on his face. He's relieved. The pain's gone. <laughs> fucking hell. So this is going to get quite extreme now, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so um, I'm not going to say turn off if you don't want to hear it because it's too fucking late. You've just heard all that madness. Yeah. And you're still here. Yeah. So we'll crack on. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> yes. So well. on the 11th of July, 1924, before his first official murder, Albert was out on the prowl and he found an eight-year-old called Beatrice Keel. All right. Now, she was playing on her parents' farm and he tried to blag her into helping him pick rhubarb, just any sort of ploy to draw her away from the, the farm. Mm-hmm. Now, Beatrice's parents saw what was going on and stand, you know, stood in and went, what the fuck are you doing, you creepy cunt? Off you go, sling it. They sent him packing, took her away, knowing, knowing that something bad could have occurred. But he came back that night and tried to sleep in the family barn. Again, they found him and sent him on his way. But he was 54 when he was doing this. It's yeah. not like, you know what I mean? It's, come on, mate, ain't you grown up yet? In football, We so all do that fo- when we're 20. Yeah, I mean, in, in football terms, you would be close to retirement, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Do. But in murdering age. Mind you, they go to about 60 on, don't they? They can do, yeah. They sort of go to, I'd say, probably early to mid-60s, you'll see. And you get the odd, obviously, one which keeps going, but... You know what I mean? You get that in all, all aspects in life. You know, people go, you should have retired a long time ago. And you got, you know, fucking uh, Buzzy or something who's like 102 working away. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He's never retired. And he's 102 and he's still working or whatever. That's what our man Albert's like. Yeah, good. So after they sent him packing, undeterred and desperate, because this is what he was. He wanted to test out his implements of health kit. He snared a lad called Cyril Quinn. And he actually was a boy that he'd already been molesting. Right. So we found Cyril and his mate playing on the streets, and he offered the lads some sandwiches and offered them, said, look, come up to my, my apartment, I'll make some food or whatever. Didn't he go, fuck off, you molested me quite a few times. Well, no offence, but Cyril, you're definitely retarded. Yeah. Because if he's fucking, you're definitely on the spectrum. He's already molesting you and eating your shit. Yeah, and you're... you're Why are you going into his house for yeah. With his mate going, come up for a sandwich. When he says that, he means shit in my mouth and get a whipping. Get a scat sandwich. Yeah. Get whipped with a table. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they went in, uh, got freaked out apparently because they found his hell kit under his bed. They mm. were like wrestling or jumping on his bed or something like that. And not Obviously, mu- yeah. Yeah, as you do. Go in there, lads, play while I make your sandwiches. And they found the, the fucking weapon, like the knives and all that shit. And they were like, fuck this. And then got out, mm. dodged a bullet there. Could have yeah. been a two-hit combo for him. He could have, he could have had two in one. Yep. Three days later, on the fourteenth of July, nineteen twenty-four, nine-year-old Francis McDonald went missing. He was out playing catch with his friends, but failed to return home. Now, catch is an underrated game, isn't it? Catch is a great game. It's fucking solid. Yeah, there's so many different aspects of catch you can yeah. do. You can do it with rocks. Yeah, you can, you can do. You can have a different. Yeah, knives, <laughs> grenades. Yeah, you no, know, you could do it with presents. But you could also, <laughs> but you could also could do it over distance, and you can do it in all sorts of scenarios across buildings. Yeah, on yeah. roofs. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You, you could be life or death situation. Your ones. legs don't even have to work to play that game. Yeah, there's just so many different scenarios of catch you can play, which which is going to be entertaining. Catch is brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Them ones with the, you know, they have them boards with the Velcro on and the balls. You can, got, you can throw hamsters at each other. I'm <laughs> <laughs> joking. <laughs> I don't, they'd be pretty difficult to catch because they yeah. bite the fuck out you. They would, I think they'd be pretty p- pissed off. Unless you kill them first. Yeah, that's true. Solid. And dismember them. <laughs> so, like, he was out playing catch with his friends but didn't come home. Now, obviously, the police 
were alerted and um, maybe someone threw him over a building played catch with him yeah he told his mate that they found um he told the police that a gray man had taken him away a gray man he's creepy in it so obviously his parents put out a huge search and it, they went looking for him everywhere and his body was found in some woodlands by three boy scouts which is just fucking awful that kids found him mm. he was hanging from a tree by his own trousers and he was fucked up yeah yeah proper fucked up I would say fast forward it here if you don't want to hear this next part but it's highly likely that you'll land on something more extreme yeah and, and let's be honest most people who listen to this don't fast forward through shit no. because if you didn't like it they would have switched off on the very first episode after about two seconds yeah. so they're gonna, want, they're gonna listen to everything you're stuck with this so far He'd been violently raped. Mm -hmm. His stomach had been slashed open. His legs had been deeply cut up and slashed. His left hamstring had been completely stripped of flesh and was almost entirely pulled out of his leg. Albert was attempting to skin him and wanting to do a fuckload more to his body. We know that he was going to at least castrate him because he told us so, claiming mm. that he had to stop and abandon the boy in the trees, leave him there because he heard people nearby. That's fucking dark, isn't it? No. As far as we know, his next official victim came on the 11th of February, 1927. <clears throat> the poor lad was four-year-old Billy Gaffney. This is a rough one. I think of the family when you hear this, because yeah. it's dark. I, I, I can't imagine being any family involved with um, a sort of a stage murder nah. like this. Okay, someone getting stabbed, right? It could be something like... An argument. It's children. It's children. But mate. this is children, and this is planned carnage. It's not like yeah. an, uh, there's been an argument or something's propped up, and someone's just gone a bit awol and yeah. stabbed someone or shot someone or done whatever. Punched you. He planned to do all this. Oh yeah, he wanted to destroy. Imagine them. someone telling you this about your own son or daughter. Well, uh, this lad. Billy Gaffin, he was playing with two other lads in the hallway of an apartment building. One of the lads was his 12-year-old brother, and I think the other lad they were playing with was like three years old or something. So fucking, what are you doing out alone mm -hmm. when you're three? You know what I mean? Back in the day, mate, that's why. Yeah. You could be walking to school at three. Different different times, innit? You know Down I mean? the pub at three, mate, in those days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. But Gilly, Billy Gaffney's older brother left the two lads, the, the four-year-old and the three-year-old, practically babies, alone, and he went home to like play Call of Duty or something, whatever. Yeah, their version of that. Yeah, yeah. And shortly after... Plastic toy soldiers. Both boys went missing. The three-year-old, also called Billy, Billy Beaton, he was eventually found wandering around on the roof of the building, but Billy Gaffney was nowhere to be seen. Now, when the authorities questioned the three-year-old as to what happened to, to his mate, he said the boogeyman took him. Which, I mean, I think, I'm guessing, that Fish must have said, they must have, who are you and he's on the boogie, man? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Horrible, isn't it? People reported seeing an old man walking through the streets trying to calm and quiet down a young boy who was in distress, crying for his mom. And he was last seen dragging him onto a train. Hmm. Unfortunately, his body was never found, but we do know what happened to Billy because Albert Fish confessed to the murder in a letter mailed to his lawyer, James Dempsey, after his arrest. Okay. I'm just going to read what he wrote. And again, if you're if you're eating, stop now. Yeah. Remember what he wrote about the scat. So this oh, is yeah, going to yeah. be uh, next level, probably. He said, this is the letter to the lawyer, I bought him to Riker Avenue Dumps. There's a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked, tied his hands and his feet, and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. I then burnt his clothes. 
threw his shoes into the dump, and then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2am and walked home from there. So he left a four-year-old lad tied up on a dump overnight. Okay. The next day, about 2pm, I took tools, a good heavy cat and nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these halves in six strips about eight inches long, I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran down from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead by then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered piles of stones. I cut him up. I had a grip with me. It's like a a bag, I'm Mm -hmm. guessing. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices off his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below the belly button. Then through the legs, about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, and hands, and legs below the knees. These I put in a sack, weighted down with stones, tied the ends and threw them into the pools of slimy water you will see along the roads going to North Beach. The water is three to four foot deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked the best, his monkey and peewees and his nice little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. I made a stew out of his ears, his nose and pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open. I cut off his monkey and peewees and washed them first. I put strips of bacon on each of his cheeks and then put his behind in the oven. Then I picked four onions and when the meat had roasted, about quarter of an hour, I poured a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet, fat little behind did. I ate every bit of the meat in about four days. His little monkey was sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew. I threw them down the toilet. I use fucking celery. That's gross, man. Well, yeah, he's ruined the dinner straight away there. Fucking hell. Has he got his own TV show? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Jamie Oliver. <laughs> Just 15 minutes to do this. Just get the boys behind and put it in the oven. Horrendous. Paste it every once in a while to make sure it's, you know, nice, soft, tender mi- uh, meat. It's shocking, isn't it? Stick some onions in and there we go. So not only, like, because his family would have known this they would have I don't think they, well they may not have read the letter but they're aware of what mm. it was not only does he say how he killed him and left him on a fucking dump overnight alive terrified <laughs> at four years of age and what he, how he chopped him up threw his body into a ditch took the meat home it's also kind of fucking recipe I know yeah it's just, yeah ate him like literally not like a little bit ate loads of him properly butchered him properly butchered him he ate his ass basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's fucking next level, that, isn't it? Mm. Awful. It's, it's fu- it, yeah. It's, 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 um, what's frightening is the way it's written as well. It's like so matter of a fact. It's not a lot like I wasn't too sure, um, you know, like a nutter might do. I knew it was kind of bad, but I enjoyed it like this. He just said it like it was like, 
you know, like this is how you make a fucking turkey dinner. Yeah, you it's like he I mean? relishes in people's and, torment. Yeah, and you know, the person who killed was like it meant nothing to him, mm. as in the way it happened. I suppose, I suppose he, didn't, he didn't say anything gruesome, really. As in, well, he did. What, <laughs> I, what I mean is, what I mean is, he didn't say, "Oh, he yeah, was screaming and this and that." And I, I felt, I felt a bit, a bit, you know, like this. He just went, "Yeah, matter of fact, there you go. That's more like it." It's like part of his fetish for liking to. He, he loves writing letters. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he just incorporates it all into one weird fucking, you know, package and yeah. delivers it. Murder slap. That's a good new show, isn't it? A murder. Uh, dinner show. Murder dinner so, show. Yeah, so you have like a snuff movie to start with and then you have a dinner after. Arm theory. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. It's Rob's Abduction, theory. rape and murder. Yeah. It's a classic theory. It always works. When someone goes missing for three days, just Inspector Booth slaps the arm theory straight down and most of the time it's right. Most of the time. I'm saying 90% of the time it's right, it's the arm theory. It's always arm theory. It is. On May the 25th, 1928, Albert was reading the classified adverts in papers hoping to come across some more poor, unfortunate, vulnerable person he could snare. Now, <clears throat> he got lucky. 18-year-old Edward Budd had put an advert out looking for some work to bring some money in to help the family because they were, like, financially strapped. And he was like, bingo. So he contacted him and arranged to meet up at Edward's house. So okay. their family house. Okay. He gave himself a false name, called himself Mr. Frank Howard. It's terrifying, isn't it, mate? A fucking monstrous predator hunting in plain sight. Because he just looked like an old fucking yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had no idea what they were dealing with. So during the meeting, Albert said he was a farmer looking for labour and offered work to Edward and his mate, Willie. Don't call yourself Willie, mate. Not around him. We'll have that on he toast. Li- he liked that. He liked chopping him off. Yeah. The family fell for his kindness, full on. Cause even worse if his name was Helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Willie Helmet. Willie Helmet. Oh, yeah, or, or German, because they have p- people called Helmet, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do, that's their names, isn't it? Helmet, Helmet Maguire, I don't know. So what, he, so what he'd, uh, he did, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll um, I'll come back in a week and finalise the details, uh, and, um, you know, yeah, Edward's gainfully employed. So a week later, he turned back up to the house, and he said he actually planned to kill Edward by mutilating him and leaving him to bleed out. But when he arrived at the family house, he saw Edward's little sister, Grace Budd, who was only 10, he changed his mind right there and then when she sat on his lap and he was like, you, I'm, I'm, fucking, you. I'm taking you. He freestyled some bullshit story about his niece having a party that evening and said, wouldn't it be nice if Grace could come along? It'd be fun. They're like the same age. She'll make friends. He told the family where the party was, gave him a fake dress. I think it was like 110 Columbus Street. And for some utterly bizarre and unknown reason, her parents agreed to let a complete fucking stranger take their 10-year-old daughter away unsupervised. Fuck. They don't know him. Yeah. I mean, fuck me. Yeah, he's just turned up from an ad in a paper. They, they don't know. I mean, why? She had four brothers and sisters. She had like two. I think she had a, brother, a couple of brothers old and some brothers and sisters younger. Why mm. were they not invited? I don't know. You know what I mean? Why it's wasn't... Gone, it's just like, yeah. Can, can we come along? No, no, no. It's just her and me. Yeah. You'd be like, nope. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. Wouldn't you? Exactly, man. That's the thing I couldn't get my head that's, around. That's the, the, the furthest I would go if I was a parent would be, that sounds good. We're coming along then as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're not going to go. And if he goes, if he goes, uh, no, no, I'll, don't worry, I'll look, take her a look after you. You go, no, 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 no. I don't know you from Adam. Yeah, exactly. So they dressed her up in her best clothes, like party clothes. It's awful, isn't it? And sent her, sent her away with a serial rapist and child killer who's also a cannibal. And she left that night and never returned. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. 
talking about the horror, the horror. Initially, when she didn't come back that night, they weren't too concerned, thinking that the party might have ran over and she's Grace is probably just keeping at Albert's house. What? So what did you say? Yeah. Are you, are you tapped as well, this family? Are they tapped? I mean, people were just naive, I'm guessing, or fucking stupid. You'd go around with an axe, wouldn't you? Well, obviously they knew something was wrong because she didn't return. So Gracie's dad, also called Albert, Albert Bud, he travelled to the address, or tried to, but realised it was fake when the numbers stopped. And he oh, was like, oh, shit. fuck. Yeah. Shit. So the police were notified, and as with all the other cases, a search was underway and revealed absolutely nothing. They looked for the name he gave, Frank Howard, and no one of that name owned a farm, because he said he was a farmer. Yeah, yeah. He'd hid his tracks well, and they were pretty much a complete fucking loss. And on September the 5th, 1930, two years after Grace vanished, the police arrested 66-year-old policeman called Charles Edward Pope. Apparently, his wife told the police he was responsible for Grace's murder after she divorced him. What a fucking cock wobbler. You know what I mean? He had nothing to do fucking, with it. He spent 108 days in jail between his arrest and trial, but he was found not guilty and released because Grace's family was like, that's not the geezer. Yeah, that's not him. Yeah, they could see him and went, that's not the geezer, yeah. And while this is going down, our man Albert, he was arrested for sending shitloads of fucked up graphic letters to women trying to get them to meet up for sadomasochistic orgies. And he was put in a psychiatric hospital for about 30 days, deemed sane and of no threat to the public. He was released in late 1930. <coughs> Bang your head against the wall. He could blag it. He was polite as fuck, apparently. Well, yeah, but it's, I'm not trying to defend it serial killers or people like him think of like Ted Bundy and all that you wouldn't realise he was a complete fucking psychopath if he, even if he was done for writing a, a dirty letter and he was in a home thing for 30 days you know what I mean he's pretty switched on quite clever so he just know how to play the game just act normal and yeah. that he knows how to do that because he can switch between it and then they go yeah he's alright actually let mm. him out yeah yeah the, police, the police did everything they could mate they tried mm. they just couldn't Fucking, what can they do? Do you know what I mean? They had leads, they searched extensively. Because this woman had said it was in, they were pissing up the the, the wrong fucking wall for God knows how long. Valuable time. Time had gone, you know what I mean? And they they searched, couldn't find anything. uh, And, you know, they thought this is it, it's going to go. Until Albert Fish fucked up. That seems his odd fetish for sending letters. Brought, you know, brought his demise, caught him out. On the 11th of November, 1934, six years after Grace had disappeared, the Bud family received a letter out of the blue in the post. Why is he... Ro- oh, sorry. Fucking loves them, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, have you got another daughter? <laughs> yeah. It's been six years. You've had time to have another daughter. Is she ready? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Grace's mother, Delia, couldn't read. So, yeah. I mean, she asked her, I believe it was a son, to yeah. read it out loud for her. And this is how she found out. This is what, what it said. I'll just read it again. It says, Dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arrival there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At the time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering amongst the very poor that children under 12 were sold to butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the streets. 
you could go to any shop and ask for steak, chops or stewed meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or a girl would be brought out and just what you want cut from it. Boys or girls behinds, which is the sweetest part of the body, was sold as veal cutlets and bought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York City, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven. He took them home, stripped them naked, tied them in the closet and burned everything they had on. Several times a day and night he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and of course the most meat on it. Each part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, the bones and the guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, boiled, broiled, fried and stewed. The little boy was next. He went the same way. At the time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was and I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday the 3rd of June 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, bought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes. You said she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When I got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wild flowers. I went upstairs. I stripped off all my clothes. I knew if I didn't, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite and scratch. I choked her to death. Then I cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my room, cook it and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her. Although I could have if I wished. She died a virgin. When, she was knee- when he was kneeling on a chest mate, he said he was strangled to death and he had two involuntary orgasms. Fuck. Dark as fuck. Imagine he- that someone reading that out to you. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. He told police that he beheaded her and dismembered her body and dissected her torso at the waist and then cut her up. Hmm. He grinned at police. He was grinning at police when he described how he drank all of her blood and he even confessed that he carried Grace's ears and nose back to New York with him, wrapped in a newspaper, on the train, quivering with excitement. So that's Albert Fish. You can follow him on Instagram at AlbertFish69. He's also on Twitter at uh, Stranglewankman. <laughs> Stranglewankman. It's awful, mate. It's fucking crazy. The feds found her bones in pieces, buried beside a wall. So he... he to the near the house. Yeah, yeah. After his arrest, yeah, yeah. 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 So he, the letter obviously incriminated himself. Why did he do that? Because he's crazy. Well, he fucked up. I don't think he's he was thinking that their detective work as good as as it was because it was pretty clever police work that led to his arrest. See, there was a, the letter he sent to the family was posted in an envelope that had the letters N Y C P B A stamped on it, not by the post office. Mm. It was on the envelope <coughs> okay. already. And the letter stood for the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association, which is a company. 
Okay. So they tracked down the company, fucking paid it a visit. A caretaker told the police that he'd taken some envelopes home, but crucially, he'd left a few at his rooming house, like basically like a bedsit, I think, mm-hmm. at 200 East 52nd Street when he moved out. So police now had an address because this lad left the letters there. Right. <clears throat> the landlord at the uh, the rooming house told police that Albert had rented the room after that caretaker. They were oh, like, right. fucking, we got a name now. Yeah. But he'd left, uh, checked out a few days earlier. They were like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she also said that Albert's son had sent some money and Albert had actually asked her, stick it to one side and I'll pop back in and grab it. So the feds staked the place out and waited until... Till our man Albert returned, and when mm. when he when he did, they approached him and they said, "Listen, mate, can you come down to the police station? I want to ask you a few questions." He agreed initially, and then um, changed his mind, pulled out a fucking razor, tried to tried to attack the coppers, and they just fucking yeah, done him in, kicked the fuck out of him. Yeah, he's an yeah. old man, you know what I mean? <clears throat> he didn't deny Grace's murder, and he actually confessed. And at the trial, that the defense tried to get him. Uh, a lighter sentence on the grounds of insanity. They were telling the court, you know, he was hearing voices and like the voices of God urging him to kill children. Ju- the jury were like, nah, bruv. Doesn't matter. To me, that doesn't yeah. matter. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if you're hearing shit. If you're murdering people, it doesn't matter if, you're, if you don't know what you're doing or not. I'm afraid you, you're a problem to society. You need to be put, locked away. Yeah. At the very, very least. Yeah. Why waste money on someone that has done that to people? Okay, you might be able to re- rehabilitate them, but why would you want to do that? I'm yeah. sorry, but they're, even if they don't know what they're doing, they're, kill- they're still killing people. And yeah. what will happen is they'll, they'll, they might be re- rehabilitated and suddenly they might just click one day again. Yeah, of course. They might just blag it. I mean, they're not stable. Do you know what I mean? So. Well, the trial lasted 10 days and the jury only took an hour to deliberate and, be- and arrive at a sentence. They said that he was sane. What? They said he was saying just so they could sentence the cunt to death. Oh, right, okay. You know what I mean? Via electric chair. Right. But apparently that didn't even bother him. He fucking loved it when they just said dead, death by chair. He was like, oh, thanks, man. Fucking hell. And he was executed on the 16th of January, 1936. He was actually telling the executioners how to be more effective. And how he helped him place the electrodes on his own body. He didn't give a shit about it. He laughed it off. And by all accounts, he was... Incredibly enthusiastic about it. He probably didn't think he was going to die. Probably, he, what, he probably thinks he's immortal. He probably told him to stick one of the electrodes up his ass. He went, "There's 29 needles up there, man." Yeah. So just you know, if you want a bit more of a shark for me, stick it there. Well, he, we'll he, spread round a bit more. He said, "He said I'm really looking forward to the experience. I've never been electrocuted before. It's going to be such a thrill." This is the kind of person you're dealing he, with. He, he thinks he's immortal or something. That's, what, that's how I see it. Well, he might do, or he just. Just, just, fu- he's just fucked, mate. It's like he thinks, oh, he's gonna go wake up and go, fucking hell, that was that was hardcore. He was uh, apparently, according to the witnesses in the room present, you know, they have a lot of people there to make mm-hmm. sure that he's dead. He was mad happy and couldn't contain his joy and excitement. He thought that you know the pain and death was just fucking. This is amazing. His last words were, "I don't even know why I'm here." <laughs> what? The fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Took two jolts to kill him. Now, a lot of people were saying, usually it takes a one, but because he had a shitload of metal shoved up his ass, it was short-circuited. I think that's just an old fucking... That's legend. Yeah, yeah, probably, you know what yeah. I mean? He was suspected of, like we said at the beginning, killing loads of people. You know what I mean? Mm. And we'll never know. Yeah. He's, he's confessed to three, but there's probably there's probably more. It's ga- a guarantee. A yeah. guarantee there's more. Yeah. How could there not be when you hear that? But, yeah. But also, I don't know, because... He kind of admitted to all of them and wrote letters to people and stuff. So maybe there wasn't. Maybe he just, I don't know, maybe just fucking hurt people and just left them. Yeah, yeah. I think the um, 
that the old Tom fellow, he might have died, so that, that could have been a victim. No one quite knows. I'm pretty sure if he survived, that other fellow who got his helmet chopped off, would he would he go to someone and go, look, man, I got my helmet chopped off by someone. You know what I mean? Or do you reckon he would have kept quiet I think about it? Probably a lot of shame about, you know, being gay about it. Reckon. I would imagine well, so. You, it's not you, like wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to say it was him, would you? You could say I got some Abducted. ladies took me or, just say you or got fucking anyone? Yeah. kidnapped and tied and up and then chopped the knob off you yeah. don't have to say I was hard it's mad isn't it you still get your helmet chopped off when it's not hard <sighs> it's but fucking you, crazy yeah. isn't it that yeah unbelievable I, d- I don't think I mean, yeah like you say he potentially I think he killed more people but the ones that he admitted to it was definitely because of ca- cannibalism yeah. was, was, was probably that. more uh, important to him than the actual act of killing yeah. Even though we relish in the but torment it, and pain he caused, yeah, he wanted we, to eat them. He went into detail a lot more with about how how he prepared and ate them than than what he done to him. Mm. He just said, right, well, you know, sort of chop their ears off, the nose and the head, and then sort of. Then I mean, he gets into detail about getting the milk meat. Yeah. I cut them fr- from the stomach just below the, the the belly button or whatever down, and you know, but so he was more into the detail of how he got the meat, <laughs> like like it was teaching a butcher how to butcher. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like they, they, it's like you can imagine the police saying, "We need to know what happened. Tell us what happened." And he's like, "Oh, you want to know? Mm. Okay." Yeah. Apparently, after he was executed, he'd written. Well, not after, because that would be pretty impressive to yeah, write yeah. more Fucking confessions afterwards. But he wrote um, twelve hundred words down in the the coming, you know, the days before the build up yep. to his death, and gave them to his attorney, who had them when when he announced his, be- his death publicly mm-hmm. in a press conference. He's yep. like, he's fucking dead. And I've got here 1,200 words on, you know, however many pages that is, of confessions. And he said, it's the, the worst shit that I've ever read, ever. And it will never see the light of day. And it hasn't. Yeah. So it right. hasn't. So you could, you could think about, you could interpret that as there potentially are a lot more victims and there's police errors potentially that have resulted in almost like may look like incompetence but I've, i think back then as so well i don't want it released yeah i think back then as well it, 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 i think because it's america and all that as well i think um back then it didn't matter he's dead it's over now yeah he's gone he's done some bad things he's gone it's over but who else has he killed the matter he's gone now yeah don't talk about that mm. so that's albert fish yeah the old man. Knew nothing about him till last week, and now I know a lot about him, and I wish I didn't. Yeah, he's a fucking nutcase. There's people like that out there now. Is that needles? Yeah, there's probably the f- people doing shit like that at this very second. Yeah, of course it was, mate. Yeah. It's them needles in the gooch that got me. Fucking pushed them in. Left them there. They like they used the x-rays as evidence to show that he was insane. They were like, yeah, look at the x-rays. All these needles in his ass. Then we're like, when, are they in there? And he's like, yeah, they're in there now. They put them in there Fuck. years ago. <sighs> <sighs> Imagine trying to sit down all the time. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. My toes are curling. I bet he didn't do much bike riding. I bet he fucking did. I bet he loved it. I bet he fucking going around. Yeah, yeah, more. probably, yeah. Probably have a dildo on it, wouldn't he, as well? <coughs> did he a knife a knife dough? <laughs> knife dough sticking at the top. <laughs> fucking hell. My dildo. Unbelievable. So, people. Yeah, man. Cool. Albert Fish, the crazy-ass lunatic. Yeah. Um, get a golfers. We will see you next weekend. We'll get another episode out between them. Yeah. Uh, I think probably next Friday, maybe. Yes, um, possibly. We'll, we'll have a little fun one. Nothing heavy. I think this is going to be our last murdery one <laughs> for, <laughs> I think, probably four or five um, weeks now. Right, okay. We've got some things planned out. 
They want to get away from the fucking stabbings, man. They we haven't gone a bit mad on them, but we we kind of go. People are requesting it. Yeah, we can't. Well, it's it's a big hit, isn't it? The murder ones. Yeah, they love them. It was a big hit, but we went. We go through patches where we don't do it for about a month, and then we do it for like a month solid. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, we so, do what people request. Yeah. So, and it, it, you know, this is it's your show. So, uh, if that's what you fucking want, that's what you're having, but you're not having it for yeah. another, another month. So, we've got, um, so episode 99 next week, just before Ghetto Golf, and then episode 100 after Ghetto Golf. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, we're going to get set up and do another podcast now yes. with Alex in Australia and Andy in Belgium. Um, I'll put some details about that on the Instafux or whatever so you can have a listen, go and check him yeah. out. And obviously go and listen to it via them on their podcast. So, in a, But in a couple of weeks, if, if they're gracious enough, we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bang it out on ours as well. As well. Yeah. So so you can all uh, get a taste of the do files. Yeah. If you want to contact us, we are Robots for Eyes in Google and you'll get us on Facebook, Twitter, all that. Just tell us you like us or you hate us or... <laughs> You met biscuits with human brains on, you know what I mean? Just whatever you want to say. Um, we're on Patreon. I don't know what the website address is oh, for Oh, yeah, Patreon. forgot about that. You can figure that out. Yeah, just just type it in, maybe, and it might pop up. I haven't really clicked on it, so I don't know. But if that's if you want to donate any money to us. That's fine. Totally cool if you don't. Yeah, it's totally cool. We just we only do it really for recording and, and any type of advertisement we have to do. <laughs> um, and then T-shirts are at T-Mill. Yeah, Robots for Rise podcast dot com slash tmill yeah and you can get jumpers and is it jumpers you can get as well yeah if there's anything you want on there or you want designs tweaking let us know and um we'll make we can cut whole can, section. yeah i can just make a t-shirt for you and i'll call it your name yeah, yeah. you can fucking have it so i've done that with mine when i want them i'll yeah. just change them for myself yeah so um yeah cool yeah and Thanks then, for um, yeah just you know give us a shout yeah you know what I mean? and speak uh, to you in a bit yeah see you next week people later everyone <laughs>